0: What's up guys and welcome to Blueprint Let's Go. My name is Khan and welcome to a little bit of affirmation and attraction, motivation and mindset. This is my journey and I want to welcome you guys along this journey where we're going to dive into everything that we want in life and really build the daily habits that will help us achieve those wants. What up guys and welcome to Blueprint Let's Go. Today I want to talk about the concept of death. Why do we fear death? Why are we always trying to fight death? Why are we always trying to cheat death? I came up with this concept because everything that we talked about comes in repeating patterns, comes in frequencies, and we're like, why did I think about the number nine? And all of a sudden, I hear C9 everywhere. Why do I pull up something on IG and it keeps on repeating? Granted, that's algorithms. But we've spoken about the algorithms of life. And over the weekend, this long Labor Day weekend, I was just trying to relax. Not do too much work. And it felt really, really weird. I actually mentioned to my business partner, I'm like, we've had the past couple of days off. Why do I feel so strange? And she's like, you're just not used to it. You're not used to just hanging out, relaxing and doing nothing. But I tried to catch a couple educational pieces on Netflix. One of them was called Live to 100, Secrets of the Blue Zones. And then all of a sudden I watched another show slash movie and it was called Paradise. Both had to do with death. So Secrets to 100, Secrets of the Blue Zones, what this documentary was about was this person did some research and what they found was there's little pockets around the world where they have the highest population and prevalence of centenarians. And those are the ones that live to be hundred plus. I only got two episodes in, but the two places were Osaka, Japan and Sardinia, Italy. And some of the things that he found was in Osaka, why did they live over hundred where the rest of the Japan didn't have that? Part of those diet, they ate a high proportion of tofu and the tofu that you found in Osaka had higher enzymes, higher antioxidants, higher protein, lower caloric content versus good nutritional value within the tofu. But the other part was he found that how active they were. And these are are no secrets, but I'll correlate it to what we do on the Western culture. What he found was almost every single person there walked everywhere. Every single person there had a high tofu content, so good quality food. Everyone there ate a high proportion of blue potatoes. Again, high nutritional value versus caloric content. But the last piece that really struck me was almost every single person there had a garden. Now, a garden, you can liken it to good nutritional food. But the other part of it is exercise. You wake up every morning. You're gardening, which is exercising. You're crouching, which is working on your core. You're standing, you're sitting, you're standing, you're sitting, working on your core constantly, working on your exercise, working on your mobility every single day. So imagine if you did this your entire life, all the way up to your 100. You're always stimulating yourself. You're always eating tr- nutritional food. You're gardening, exercising. Whereas us on the Western culture, we're concerned about exercise, but what are we doing? We're doing it maybe three or four times a week, half an hour at a time. And it's a chore for us. We have to get in our cars, drive to the gym, exercise, shower, get home. And most of us have the excuse that we don't have time for it. Whereas in Osaka, it's a part of your daily activity. It's not exercise in the brain. You're not thinking to yourself, I have to go exercise. I have to go jump in the car. I have to go lift weights. No, you just go garden at peace, but you're squatting, you're standing, you're squatting, you're standing. And you're probably burning more calories than the person who's going to the gym three times a week. So diet and exercise, no secret. But in Osaka, it's a way of life. It's not something you have to think about. It's not something you have to go out of your way. In Sardinia, I was in and out of the episode, but my main takeaway was activities of daily living as your daily living. Not going out of your way to exercise, not going out of your way to lift weights, but he correlated to elevation. In Sardinia, you're walking up and down these hills. If you've ever been to Europe, you can imagine... These narrow alleyways, up and down, up and down, stairway, stairway, stairway. Everyone's walking. You can't have cars in Sardinia. There's just not enough room. So imagine you're walking to the market. You're walking home. You're walking with your friends. You're walking upstairs. You're walking downstairs. It's a part of just your daily living. You're constantly exercising. You're constantly exercising. So it's not a secret. But if we compare it to us in the Western culture, we exercise half hour three times a day, or sorry, three times a week. The rest of the time, if you look at our daily life, we're driving to and from work an hour. We're sitting at our office eight hours. We get home. We have dinner. We're seated in a chair versus in Osaka. You're sitting on the ground. So you're standing, sitting, standing, sitting. Then after you're done with all that, you're likely sitting on the couch and watching the show on Netflix. Now, going on to the second thing that I saw, Paradise, I think this was a German movie, but the whole premise of the movie is people trying to live longer at all costs. I won't spoil the movie for you, but it was living longer at the expense of other people. So why all of a sudden now I've seen two shows and movies on Netflix that has to do with death? So why do we fear death so much? And why do we want to live longer? If we think when we're young, we have the whole life ahead of us. In our teens, we're like, eh, we still got a long time. Not going to worry about it. 20s, maybe you're thinking about your life now. But still, you're partying, you're living it up. Barely making it through college because you got time. You got time to figure it out. Come 30s, you're like, huh. Out of the blue, I hit the three o. Not where I want to be still not as happy as I want to be, still not successful as I want to be, but I got 40 or 50 years to think about it. Come 40, now it hits you. You're like, holy shit, I'm 40 years old, barely squirming by, working paycheck to paycheck, still not living the American dream. So why do we fear death so much and why do we try to push our lives as far as possible? It's because we have that fear that at the end of time, we haven't accomplished what we wanted to accomplish, or we haven't lived the life that we wanted to live. So we're 20, we got time. 30, maybe you got some time. 40, it's that ocean oh moment. 50, it's fuck, it's too late. So at what point in your life do you tell yourself, I'm not going to try to extend my life because that's really outside of my control. I can live a healthy life, I can do the things that make me a centenarian and make me live longer, but even then at 60, 70, 80, 90, 100, can you do at that point in your life what you can do now when you're 20, 30, and 40? So why do we fear death? For me, I don't think about death. I don't fear death because I can't control death. But what I can control is how I write my life. I can create the life that I want to live. Now, for you, likely it's all materialistic. I want the better watch. I want the fancier car. I want the bigger house. I want the hotter girlfriend. Okay. If you want those things, then don't wait. We've talked about luck. We've talked about hope. Luck is not a plan. Hope is not a strategy. So if you want certain things in your life, what most of us think about is, I'll get there, I'll get there, eventually I'll get there. And then next thing you know, you're 70, 80 years old, and you're like, fuck. Time's up. I'll just live what I have. But for me, it's about philanthropy, it's about helping, it's about giving back, it's about spirituality, it's about self-improvement every single day. So how do I get there? Make a plan, manifest it, write it, think it, write it into existence. Right now, I'm full, hard go, real estate, 10-year exit, full-on philanthropy, elderly, Vietnamese population, done. That's it. But how do I get there? Why have I gone so hardcore, disappeared on the face of the earth, and no one knows what the hell I'm doing? Because I have to build, create, write, manifest, dream into the existence of the life I want to live. I'm 41 now. I gave myself a 10-year plan when I turned 40. So I have until I'm 50 to completely exit from using my hands and my time to live the life that I want to live. Because before then it was 20s, live it up, travel the world, passport stamps, 30s, making six, six figures, living it up, traveling, buying fancy cars. But where did it get me? I had to work my ass off to sustain the life that I kind of wanted to live. Great memories, wouldn't give it up for the world, but it just wasn't a sustainable life and it just didn't give me joy. Now I actually have a solid purpose and plan in life. So we're all busy trying to cheat death and fight death and live longer. But why don't we use that effort To live life a little bit better, a little bit stronger, a little bit more fulfilling. You can cheat death all you want, but if you live longer doing the same thing, what have you really accomplished? It's just like that saying, right? Money doesn't change you. It just amplifies who you are. And you think money makes you live longer? Well, if you don't exercise, you don't live a healthy lifestyle, you chain smoke, you party, you drink, you do drugs, well, guess what? With more money, you're just going to do a whole lot more of that. You're just going to accelerate your life. So that's why when I watch this stuff, I'm like, I don't fear death because I have no idea how long I'll live. I have no how long I'll be on this earth. So I have to maximize my life every single day. If you're complaining about working nine to five, if you're complaining about you don't have time to work out, if you're complaining about you don't have enough, then ask yourself, Doing what you're doing now, before your deathbed comes, will you have been able to accomplish the things that you wanted to do? Doing the things you're doing right now. And no one can answer that but you. But likely no one's ever asked you that. Because you think you have all the time in the world. How many of you had parents that told you, oh, you're so young. You got your whole life ahead of you. And then all of a sudden you're 20. You're like, well, now I got to figure it out a little bit more, but I got time. And you got more adults telling you, you better start figuring it out soon. Come 30 or 40 years old, no one's telling you anything to do anymore, but you still have not gone anywhere in life. So what if I told you your deathbed came in a day, a week, a month, a year? How would things change at that point? Life is one of those things where you don't have a timeline. You have an average timeline, 70, 80, average lifespan. But you don't think about it till you're almost to the finish line. But everything else in life, you have a timeline. You have your nine to five, you have your weekly schedule, you have your daily schedule, so you stick to it, but you don't think about the long-term. So if I told you you had one year to live, how would things change in your life? Now pull that timeline a little bit farther. If you're 40, you have 40 years to live. If you have 50, you have 30 years to live. If you're 60, you have 20 years to live. You have 70, you You're 10 years to live. How would those things change how you treated your life and how you thought about your life? So show number one, what are the things I can do to prolong my life? Moving number two, what things can I do to prolong my life? And for me, doesn't matter. I want to be doing the same thing I'm doing today that I am next week, that I am next year until I fulfill my 10-year plan. I want to work my ass off seven days a week, 16 to 18 hours a day. And I'm likely still not outworking the hardest working person. Blueprint, let's go.